0: welcome everybody to the sunset wrestling podcast you're home for all wrestling everything wrestling so what's up guy what's up what's going on buddy it's a good idea We usually do things on thursdays and now we're doing a saturday morning episode makes it a little bit easier on our end plus it's yeah we can do doing it saturday morning
1: it definitely helps us cover the whole week,
0: so right, right, right. Um, yeah, so let's get right to this. So, let's talk about Slammiversary since TNA since Impact. I keep seeing TNA because TNA sounds so much better, but Impact had their big show last week. So, let's get right to it. You got the results on those?
1: Uh, yes, so. On the pre-show, we had the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championship, um, Decay defeating uh, Fire and Flavor. So new title change. So now Havoc and Rosemary are the new Knockouts Tag Team Champions. Then we move on to the main card, um, the Ultimate X match, uh, Josh Alexander. Um, defeated Ace Austin, Chris Bay, PD Williams, um, Raheed Raju, and Trey Miguel. That match itself was just simply amazing. Um, all the you know, all the high high flying spots. Uh, PD Williams doing a a um, a Canadian Destroyer off the off the ropes uh, from the you know from the Ultimate X. Just everything uh, about this match was definitely well put, um, and. I like the match itself because it just, it, it kind of reminded me of like the old um, Ultimate X matches, uh, you know, from TNA. Right. So uh, it was a good feeling to see that.
0: Would you call P Williams the most underrated wrestler on impact?
1: Uh, no, but he's, he's definitely one of them. I think, I don't know if I would say if he's underrated or underappreciated, but um He's 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 one of them, you know. Um, He's still like one of the most like respected wrestlers in the roster um, who can still hang. So, um, but he he he's probably in that conversation.
0: Okay. Would you call us the master of the Um. Is it up there? Would you consider it?
1: It's up there. It's it's either that or the main event.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Um. Moving on. So we have Matt Cardona. And a mystery partner uh, versus Brian Myers and Tanio Dashwood. Mystery partner ended up to be his real life fiance, um, Chelsea Green. So uh-huh. Chelsea comes back, um, back to Impact, and they both defeated uh, Brian Myers and Tanio Dashwood. And that's a great pickup for for Impact um, if they want to uh, boost that knockouts division. Um, Chelsea Green is definitely a, a solid a solid pickup but then we have more defeated, uh, Eddie Edwards a Bit back and forth match. Um, definitely not the end of this feud. So we're, we're definitely going to see more, um, out of these guys. Um, it looks like they're, they're really building up, uh, more to be like a, a main event type player. Um, and, and you know what, he, he looks great. He looks in shape. Um, so just keep an eye on him because uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he was uh impact world champion um, sooner rather than later.. Uh-huh. Um, then you have uh, the returning Finn juice, even Finley and Juice Robinson defeating uh, Madman uh, Fulton and Shira. Kind of seemed like they just put together this match.
0: Just Just, to just, the, just, yeah, uh,
1: just yeah, just to fill up the card. Actually, was a
0: solid card, too, nonetheless. Yeah. So I don't know if they really needed this match, but this was a match where they could have had... They could have pushed it on for, you know, a main event on Impact or wherever right. they want to do it.
1: Um, Then you got Chris Sabin defeating Moose. Um, I'll be honest with you, I thought Moose was going to destroy Chris Sabin. Um, and, you know, uh, Chris Sabin won on the roll-up. Uh, it, it just add, it adds more to this feel... Um, You know, Moose is really, really athletic. Like, he can, he's somebody that can do it all. Uh, and then you have a, a veteran like Chris Saban. Um, this was also a really, really great match. Um, and obviously this is not going to be the end of it because, you know, knowing Moose. So um, we're definitely going to see a, a rematch uh, soon. Then we got the Impact World uh, Tag Team Championship match. Um, the Good Brothers. There are the new um, tag team champions defeating Falaba. You know you are gonna get it back. Yeah, a debuting No Way Jose, um, Rich Swan and Will- WWE guy. Right. Well, Rich Swan and Willie Mack and Violent by Design. So um, I, I kind of like. I think in our last episode, I said I wouldn't be surprised if the Good Brothers won it back just for the simple fact that. Um, the elite they they have every championship you have the young bucks yeah you have the young bucks um have the aew tag team champions you have kenny omega with his like three different championships um and then you know you want to add some more gold to the to the faction so have the good brothers uh regain that tag team championship so um yeah i I like it uh then we have uh diana perrazzo
0: yeah girl right
1: uh having uh, an open challenge well not an open challenge well, she had a scheduled match versus an unknown opponent um ended up uh being answered by Thunder Rosa uh-huh. so um yeah that, that match was a uh, I honestly thought that Thunder Rosa might have like beat Diana, but um you know, knowing the technical wrestler and the you know how great Perrazzo is in the ring, she retains uh, the championship only to be confronted
0: by Mickey James, who is finally back where she finally, did majority of her career with at Impact but, oh, TNA now impact. So right. Finally I'll back at back.
1: Finally back at Impact. Um and you know um, Mickey James kind of extended the offer to Perazzo about joining um, this NWA uh, all paper all women's pay per view that she's trying to put together. Uh, Perazzo, with her ego, uh, decline, and you know, it, I, all I know that the segment ended up with um, Mickey James uh, kicking her head off.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Then we have. The main event, the no disqualification match for the Impact World Championship match, Kenny Omega defeated Sammy Callihan. Let me tell you, uh, I absolutely love this match. They use every single weapon you can possibly think of. Right, like if you wanted a hardcore match, this this was exactly what it is. It, it was a brutal, um, hardcore match. Um, they use pizza cutters. uh, think they, uh I think they use a kendo stick. Well yeah they use pizza cutter they use a text, they use like they use everything you can possibly think of um and great storytelling here and you know Kenny Omega wins um you know celebrates with, with Don Callis and the good brothers only when the lights go out and who comes out jay freaking white so um confronted by Jay White, and they have a stare down, and um, yeah, and then what happened was um, Impact kind of uh, had a like, they ended the program too quick.
0: So, That's what it seemed like.
1: Um, there was something that was so, supposed to happen, yeah, yeah, so that was something that was supposed to happen, and it was um, Finjuice um, uh, trying to attack um jay white um and because you know jay white and and um david finley they have a kind of beef from you know new japan uh, pro wrestling so um yeah and it just ended you know uh quick so not I mean, you know nobody could have seen that so um overall uh, very exciting paper review to be honest with you
0: I think some of has always been good for impact they've always had that's always been their i won't say that that's their 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 meal ticket but they it's every year clemens versus always had a good card and a good a good set of matches
1: yeah um and, and here's here's what i like about impact impact is a place where if you want to make your name known right if you want to mm-hmm. make your name known I would go to Impact, right? Do a couple of years there. And then right after your, your contract ends with Impact, that's when AEW starts calling. That's when WWE starts calling, so, or New Japan. So that's what I like about Impact. Like the, the, they help you, you know, showcase your talent. Um, but what was like, the thing that I was uh, most excited about um, the anniversary was, was, are we going to get the elite versus bullet club? Right. And that's what it kind of seems like. Like, is Jay White bringing in um, other members uh, from Bullocko, from New Japan, or is he going to recruit? And I think it'll be a mix of both. It's going to be a mix of both, 100%, because he already started recruiting, and I Mm -hmm. think he landed one. I don't know if they televised it yet, but um, his uh, first recruiter is Chris Bay. Uh Which which I love because Chris Bay is is, is amazing in the ring. Um and you know, obviously that that's a push for Chris Bay. So it kind of seems like we're 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 getting we're we're leaning towards that direction of the elite versus the Bullet Code. And and I for one am excited to see that.
0: Guys, well, all in all, I need more impact. I need them to get back to where they once were as TNA. Total nonstop actual wrestling. They're on the way. It's, like I said before in previous episodes, way, way back. They were once a very good brand. Finances, finances and poor business decisions led them faltering off. But they've survived that. And now they're on the way back up. So we will see how that goes. So moving into Raw. <laughs> a lot of good. A lot of bad, a lot of in-between. We can get right to it really quick. One thing to point out, your best friend, your favorite wrestler of all time, Bill Goldberg is back. Came out, gave his spiel after Keith Lee, good call, made his return. Um, Great match. Keith Lee loses, Lashley retains, and... Enter comes Goldberg. My thing is now you bring in Keith Lee, you couldn't you let him lose straight up. You couldn't lose by BQ to save him. So now you squash Keith Lee. What's his go-to now? Goldberg comes in, says, Lashley, you're next. And then coming from, and the night goes on, you find on Instagram, Lashley says no, thank you. So now the question is, was Goldberg used to be. A fan choice because the fans love them. It's always it's always when you see Goldberg, it's always fun to see Goldberg. It's just not fun to see a Goldberg match anymore, and that I think is what WWE is trying to avoid. But there's no avoidance now because he came in just made the statement saying you're next. Right, right. No, so. no. See, all right. Here, here's here's my take on it. I don't
1: care for like if you're gonna put a a, a Goldberg match. Fine, I, I, I'm okay with it. Don't put a Goldberg match for the world championship. Give somebody else a chance. Like, if you want to like have Goldberg win a squash match, then you know, you know, go for it. Like, you know. Um, but leave it up to WWE to not only ruin um Heath Lee's return. But Karrion Cross's debut.
0: I was gonna bring like, up next. We'll get to you that. You had
1: time. one simple job. You had one simple job, and I, I it just blows my mind. When I saw RAW, I was just like, I can't. Be, I honestly can't believe they did that. But again, it's like I'm not surprised. You have Keith Lee, which I was like, all right, boom. Who was the on. number and one you know
0: prospect you brought up last year before the pandemic?
1: Right. And then it's like, all right, after this bad loss, like, where do you go on? Like, where is, like, how does Keith Lee move on from this? Like, seriously, is he being punished? I don't know. Um, And then you have Goldberg come in, and it's like, all right, you have Goldberg and Lesley. So it, it kind of seems like you didn't care for Keith Lee in the first place. He was just there to be there. And it's like, with somebody with Keith Lee's skills and talents, it's like, he, All right, next segment.
0: Anyways. Who's the next match? Who's the next match? <laughs> I'll take the <laughs> I haven't seen this frustrated since uh, Alistair Black's um, black ball, you, you can call it, it, being kicked down the pipe. So That's why he's going, into, <laughs> going to our next part, Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross made his debut NXT champ on Raw show anybody was going on. Jeff Hardy's back. No More Words is back. And that was a blessing to see. I know you've been dying for this moment to have No More Words, his own theme song. And it was great. The fans loved it. You hear the crowd noise. It was great. It was fantastic. Jeff Hardy beats Karen Cross fairly, I wanna say easy, but fairly quickly. So, you bring in Cross, who right now is your number one prospect, because Finn Balor is, you know, he's been up and down as is. and Moon's been up and down as is. Kieran Cross is your number one blue chip prospect. And you let him get squashed by who's going to be a Hall of Famer, but right now is a middle to lower mid tier talent in Jeff Hardy. It's like, I don't know. So that, that that was a bad call
1: on both ways. He he here's why. It's like, all right, you have Jeff Hardy, right? You promised Jeff Hardy when he re-signed, right? Because he could have gone to AEW and Matt. When mm-hmm. he re-signed, right? Um you promised him you would you would push him, you would give him no more words, and, and blah blah blah. All right, so if you're gonna do that, put Jeff Hardy against somebody else. Like put somebody Against like, all right, like you could have Jeff Hardy versus Cedric Alexander. You could add Jeff Hardy versus um. I'm just you're trying to think uh, of another person, uh, Shelton Benjamin. Like you could have you could have easily done that, right? Right. And, and that's how you push Jeff Hardy. You put him against Karrion Cross, who's also in the mist. Like he's the top guy of NXT. You have him lose. So, that's 100%. That's Vince sending a message to, to like, NXT. That's Vince, like, screwing NXT. Basically. That's, that's Vince saying, to NXT. Wait, what was that? Like <laughs> spitting on NXT. Like, that, that is just, like, oh, my God. Like, when I saw it, I was, like, in my head, I was, like, why the hell are you trying to have Jeff Hardy versus Karrion Cross? They both deserve a push in their own ways. Right. So somebody's gonna have to take the fall. And then here I'm thinking, I hope it's hey. not Karen Cross. No, no. Here I'm thinking, damn, if it's Jeff Hardy, it's kind of fucked up because it's like, you know, he got no more words back. He he has his old attire back. And I'm like, damn. And then here I'm like, damn, it can't be Karen Cross. He's the NXT champion. He's like their next prospect, they're probably gonna call up.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And then they ended up being Karen cross. So I guess what what helped like you know a little bit was the little post match interview where he was like oh you know um, Jeff Hardy missed you know he, he says something about Jeff Hardy I don't know that he he fucked up everyone now anyway you have Caring Cross one he doesn't have the entrance that he has in NXT
0: right which baffles me
1: he doesn't come up with Scarlet. Right. That was me again. Like, I, I just don't understand. Like, like, I, I really don't. I really don't. And, and now I see why, like, a lot of people go to AEW and rightfully so. Like, um, it, yeah, it, it was just bad, man. And then my thing is throughout the night, they're hyping Karrion Cross. They're hyping him up. They're like, oh, Karrion Cross will be in action next, or Karrion Cross will be in action tonight. Then so they're hyping. For him to lose, I just don't. Unless, unless, like next week, Karrion Across is probably going to absolutely destroy Jeff Hardy.
0: The world may okay. never know, <laughs> except Vince. So, a third point I want to get to: uh, John Cena opened the show. Um, came out and you know he's been doing. He's we've, we've joked before. He's the voice of Honda. I have a Honda. You have a Honda. So John Cena's our that's our guy. You know he's the voice of Honda Auto. Um, Fast 9. Great movie. You guys got to see it. So he comes on, and first things first, he shouts out Suicide Squad, because that's his big movie coming out. So he he had that come out. And then after saying, you know, the whole spiel, fans are back, I had to come back with the fans, this and third, Matt Riddle comes out. and After a couple, you know couple of chants going back and forth um uh cena's talking about reigns talking about the championship um talking about the tribal chief and then riddle comes out they say bro a couple of times and Cena leaves do you see cena battling riddle at all no no i think
1: i think i think that's uh so obviously you know after john cena you know um clarifies his intentions after going um, after the universal uh, championship. Um, he wants a shot at, at SummerSlam against Reigns, tells the world that, you know, the tribal chief is an a-hole. Um, Riddle comes out. And I think that's just Cena endorsing um, Riddle. Okay. To be honest with you. Um, Riddle in the past couple of weeks is somebody that, has grown on on the audience, and I think WWE sees that um, Riddle has superstar potential. Mm-hmm. So you have them in a seg- in a short segment with Cena, and it's like it kind of seems like Cena's endorsing, you know, Matt Riddle, um, and, and the and the crowd is behind Riddle. So um, yeah, I, I don't see like them battling each other. Or
0: anything or anything okay. Like that. Um, the other thing. Uh, which probably is my most, it's a good thing and a bad thing. Good thing for wrestling. Bad thing for us to talk about because it's going to go on more and more of what we've been saying about ruining talent. So Charlotte beats Ripley at Money in the Bank. Great match. You said it probably was the master of the night next to the men's. It was fantastic. You get the rematch. Nikki Ash, a.k.a. Nikki A-S-H, or Nikki Cross, a.k.a. Nikki Ash, a.k.a. Nikki Ash—I I don't uh, know what they're going to call her, comes in and cashes in on Charlotte and wins the women's championship. My issue here is, and you've had your, I'll save your voice for later on because I thought you were about to blow a gasket here. Rhea Ripley's been your choice and you mean WWE, your choice as a champ. You have her lose again to Charlotte. You have her rematch. So now that rematch clause is finally in play, it means she has to earn another championship spot. You have her lose again, essentially. And not only that, you have Nikki come in and pin Charlotte cashing in for the briefcase to win the championship. You could have done that with Ripley and create a whole new rivalry. You literally just burnt Ripley uh, worse than you did before Charlotte now has another rivalry, she could have fought anybody else you could have been a triple threat match, but you've taken Ripley's momentum out of the picture now, it's like alright, why is Ripley here now, he lost twice back to back, and now someone else is champ, and now charlotte going to go chase that and it's like, what are you doing again you're ruining talent again twice in one night, three times in one night going for the hat trick they so burnt Keith Lee, they burnt King Cross, and then you burnt Rhea Ripley. For what? So for what? And later? Um, okay.
1: Yeah, they they <laughs> it kind of it kind of ruined uh Rhea Ripley. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know, just she lost last year at Mania to Charlotte. She loses at Money in the Bank to Charlotte. How do you, like, go on from here? So, here's the thing. Um, so, so the, the match on Raw ended in dis- disqualification. We saw an, post attack by Ripley. And then we saw Nikki Ash, A-S-H, um, come in and cash in. Uh, a couple things. I think I think it was too early to pull the trigger on Nikki um, cashing in. Um, it, it should have waited a while. Um, yeah, this is bad. Like, there's no know, way to go about it. I, because I, you know, you know what I feel right now. I, all right. This is how. This is what I predict is going to happen moving on. So Charlotte is. Charlotte's going to – I feel like Charlotte is going to regain that championship sooner than, sooner rather than later. And um, if that happens, that's going to ruin Nikki um, or Nikki's push. So um, we've already been teased uh, with a Charlotte versus a returning Becky Lynch. Now, it's going to be WWE's call – are you gonna are like are you gonna do that are you gonna do that for the championship or not so like are, like are, so they have options here it's like all right do you want Charlotte to regain the championship right and do a Charlotte versus a returning Becky for that championship a championship she never lost they could go down with that storyline or they could do a regular Charlotte versus Becky Lynch one-on-one and then what do you do with Nikki if she, if she still has the championship? Who is she gonna, who is she gonna like, uh, or who's gonna challenge Nikki? I personally think it's not gonna be Rhea, because I think Rhea, um, I, I think WWE has. Um, listen, I don't even want to talk about this. Uh, this this part, Nikki. I'm sorry, Rhea and Charlotte had this feud going where it was like, who's the face and who's the heel? Uh-huh. After Monday, we kind of like know that Rhea Ripley is the face uh-huh. and Charlotte is the heel. So it's possible that, you know, after Monday, we might get like a triple threat match between Rhea because Rhea... Um, the rematch clause ended up in disqualification. Charlotte, which she just lost her belt, and Nikki—they could go that down that route. I but you um, can't go on. But yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's it's for me that that situation right there is a little bit of a hot mess. And I, I feel like this show, like Monday Night Raw, could have been a a slam. Like it could have been a grand slam of a show. Like it could have been one of the best Raws of. I'm not gonna say all the time, but in a while, in like years, and somehow um you messed drop. it up. Yeah, you messed it up.
0: So I don't know. Outside of that cold matches, you had Tamina and Nat against um Baster Jax. You had Carrillo and Sheamus go against each other uh for contenders match. You had um Riker and a uh um Elias go at it in a symphony match, symphony destruction match, but um, you know, you know, the matches of the matches, it is what it is. Those are all the in-betweens, but those are pretty much the big, the big pieces we want to get across for Raw. So back to the number one or as uh, until later on, the number two show that WWE has to offer, um, NXT. Um, how'd you feel about this past episode? How you feel about what um, they got going on?
1: I think so. I think it it, it kind of, in a way, took a step back. Um, there wasn't there wasn't much uh, this week that um, really like I, you know got me hyped about NXT. The only thing is that. Um, you know, we're we are going to
0: see um,
1: Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross.
0: Which would be fantastic.
1: Um and that um you know you have know, the yeah, right. And then we have versus Bobby Fish. Um they defeated uh, Diamond Minds, uh Roderick Strong and Tyler Rust. Um great tag team match actually, the, like a lot of technical wrestling. Um, those who love technical wrestling. Yeah, that, 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 that was it. it. It was a pretty solid match. Then we have Frankie Monet versus JC Jane. Um, we get a uh, pro, um, a video package that, uh, you know, or not a video package, but um, an ad will, which we're going to see Bronson Reed versus Adam Cole. Um, Kyle O'Reilly defeated Austin Theory um, via submission with the knee bar. I think I think that match was probably the match of the night. Um, so? so, yeah, yeah, and and, and and like I like what they're doing with Austin Theory. Like Austin Theory is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I listen. I don't know. I don't know, but Kyle O'Reilly, his like his this new character that he has, I'm really, really, really trying to get behind, but it ha- it just hasn't happened yet. Um. But that doesn't take away that he's a phenomenal uh, wrestler. So. Um, then we get something that I think I, I didn't think we would, you know, see in a while. But um, Hitro and Legado from Tazma got into a brawl, um, and so now now there's a there's a feud between factions, um, which is you know uh, I like. And then it you know the whole segment ended with. Uh, swerve, smashing a guitar um, over uh, Joaquin uh, Wild. Then we continue with the NXT Breakout Tournament. Um, Odyssey Jones uh, defeating
0: Andre Chase. Who's got potential?
1: Yeah, Odyssey Jones kind of reminds me of Mark Henry. Yeah,
0: he, and, and, yeah and, like just the yeah, look, the potential. size. Yeah,
1: so that that's somebody to keep an eye on. I mean, he he might actually win the breakout tournament. To be honest with you,
0: so you see him get a championship at, anytime soon after the tournament, or it's more of okay, you're on the roster now. Let's see what we can put you in. Do a couple of rivalries here and there. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, my choice for the match tonight was Raquel Gonzalez versus Zahali. So,
1: I don't know. It, it, it like it. Um, wait. You said that was your match of the night.
0: I. Because I've I've grown to really really it was okay. it was it was okay. Mm-hmm.
1: It like it was okay, but when like Gonzalez like hit that like um like, like that elbow drop from the second rope, that twisting elbow drop, or I'm I'm sorry, not elbow drop, like uh, like a splash, like it, Zaya, um Zaya Lee like looked like she was out, like like. It, I mean, in May, that, like, she probably got, like, the wind knocked out of her, but um, they had to, like, stop the match for a
0: bit. Yeah. So, I mean, I that's gonna happen well, you know, maybe. hopefully she's okay. Yeah. Um, Best wishes.
1: Yeah. And then you had um, Drake Maverick uh, defe- defeating Ellie uh, Knight. Um and then after the match, Nightmate, uh, LA Nightmate, Grimes punch Maverick in the face, um, and then to, to end uh, NXT, um, so all night we we see Samoa Joe, um, you know, trying try to look for Karrion Cross uh, to put him to sleep, but you know, um, you know, up at the at the Tron, we see um, Karrion Cross, and he has laid out William Regal. So, um, and then we see Joe rushing to the back, um, but it's too late. Um, you know, uh, Harry Cross uh, runs away.
0: So oh, that pretty much wraps up um, yeah.
1: I like what they're doing here, and it, it kind of seems that, di- yeah, the direction that it seems like they're going is that Somalia is probably going to beat, um, Harry Cross, and then Harry Cross officially becomes a member of the raw roster because I feel like he has to drop that, that title in order to be, you know, fully on raw. So I think if that's that, have, which makes a yeah. lot of
0: sense. You can't carry championships into, you know, different brands. Yeah. So going on to AEW, um, winners and losers, um, Wheeler Yuta, it's nice to see this guy back. Um he has he had his debut last week on Dynamite, and um he, he looked he might have a nice bright future for this company. It's gonna be interesting to see how this guy pans out. Now, the IWTV independent wrestling champion, <laughs> you know, he comes in. He beat uh, Angelico on, on the July sixth episode on Dark, and now he's on Dynamite. So it's like, okay, you know, let's see. This is this is interesting to see. New, it's it's just, it is interesting, but seeing people come in and have a good debut and come back again, it's nice because people have their first the first the first match. You don't see them for a month. So he's on Dynamite, he was on Dark, and he's back on Dynamite. So he's like, okay, maybe this guy has something worth value. Especially he's an independent, he's an indie guy. He's one of the, you know, He's his va- His core value is basically what AEW was started upon, all the indie guys. A couple of mainstream guys, but mostly indie guys. And Willie Yuta is about as indie as can get. I mean, do you know the IWTV Independent Wrestling? Do you know... I had no idea. I'd actually go and look up his background to see what it is. So, But the Philadelphia native has um, a bright future. I, I have full faith in this guy.
1: Um, so, yeah, uh, you pick him as a winner. I'm going to pick Lance Archer as a winner. Okay. And uh, this week's up. So, you know, a, a lot of fans have criticized um, AEW's booking of Lance Archer like, damn, you have this guy, he's been there, um, you know, almost since, since you know, since the start, um, and he's got the size, he's got the look, he's got the talent, never gotten any true opportunity, um, and here we go, we, we, we have him defeat John Moxley to win the IWGP United States Championship. Um, on an episode of AEW. So that's a huge win. Um, You know, and and, um, definitely deserving. Um, But just to recap the night real quick, you had uh, Chris Jericho defeat Sean Spears um, in a Neighbors of Jericho match one. Only for um, MGF to announce that next week, Chris Jericho will be facing um, Nick Gage in a uh, no DQ match and for those who don't know who Nick Gage is yeah just YouTube it and just put deathmatch next to Nick Gage and you'll, you'll see what we're talking about so that's right. why a lot of people are hype about you that matchup he, next week change
0: of uh, character for Jericho
1: oh yeah for, ne- for next week so he's going back to being the pain maker
0: yeah he's got the whole kiss spikes little spikes shoulder, shoulder pads and all that with the hat and the whole makeup all right. Right. This is kind of cringy for me, but Jericho makes everything look good. I never liked this character. <laughs> but, um, you know, him being a uh, an actor is, is doing his thing.
1: Yep. dot Gallows defeated Frankie Kazarian. Um, after that match, they try to do a, an attack on Frankie Kazarian, only to be saved by Hangman and the Dark Order. Um, Barbie Allen defeated Wheeler Yuta. Uh, Brent Baker DMD defeated Nyla Rose to retain the AEW uh, Women's World Championship.
0: Who I would give her as another winner in my mind.
1: Right. Um. So now you have. Uh. So now you have. Um. Andrade and Idolo. He says he has a surprise and that he's hired an executive consultant and it's none other than Chavo Guerrero. Ooh,
0: Chavo, <laughs> another I, one.
1: Rain I back. think this is perfect. This is absolutely perfect because here's the thing. We know what Andrade Alito could do in the ring, but what hurts him a tad is his promo skills, even right. though he's, he's gotten better over the years. Now you have Chavo Guerrero. It, it, it kind of seems like I'm not com- like comparing the mic skills. I'm just comparing the situation. It's like when you pair Paul Heyman with Roman Reigns. Oh, 100 percent You know, Paul um the Roman Reigns would you know would struggle with promo. You pair him up
0: with, with A great um, man. And- exactly,
1: and now he's the total package. And that's what I think um Chavo could do with Andrade. Like Chavo can help Andrade become a like the next Latino mega superstar. Right. Um, then we have Orange Cassidy defeated uh, defeats the Blade, and then like I mentioned, um, the main event in the Texas Death Match we have Lance Archer uh, defeating John Moxley to win the, the IWGP um,
0: United States Championship. Two things. Um, one, Welder by Balance Archer. That's first and foremost. But do you believe that Chavo Guerrero is finally going to get the, I don't want to say the, the love or the credit, the appreciation as a talent now that he's on a big brand like AEW? I mean, he, he was on, he did his run with Lucha Underground. He did his run in the Mexican scene with, you know, the late great Eddie Guerrero. He was arguably on the, the best tag team for, what, the mid-2000s and Los Guerreros? So, but he never, you never really recognized him for being, you known know him as Eddie's little brother, or the other Guerrero brother. Um But he goes to the Lucha Underground, he goes to run a lot of the Mexican wrestling scenes, and has is is become more notable as a great performer, as a great Mike man as a great manager as a great promoter so now he's going back to the states to aw on would you call it the set not you call it, it's, it's the second biggest company in north american wrestling let alone the world and i weigh this and we'll get to it later on for where the company's trending well, probably will probably end up being the best company in the world when it comes to wrestling do you feel like now Chavo's going to be okay, you know what, this guy, if you look back, this guy's done fantastic work. Could you actually picture that?
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, like, you know, Chavo, I, I feel like Chavo has always been underrated, underappreciated. Yeah. Um, And now, when you have Uh, a new role because it kind of seems like this is a new role for him he's going to be a manager um you know with with everything that Chavo knows with with you know about the business um he's 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 one that he's he's a team player and he's going to give back and I'm he is not going to steer Andrade the wrong way and and that's the thing like there, there will all right, here, here's the there, there will never be another Eddie Guerrero. One of one. Andrade has the potential to reach that Eddie Guerrero status, mm-hmm. or, or, and that's what Chavo's gonna help Andrade, you know, do like. Um. there's, there's so much that Chavo can offer. Um, so that's why, like, like hiring Chava was, was um, is key, and, and could potentially be a game changer.
0: And two, um, do you feel that? Um, do you feel that Jericho is kind of entering that Ric Flair stage of? his career where he's not he's still a top guy but he's not what he once was in the company you know when for example Flair got brought back when his his debut in WWE was when he was the partner for this, this, this man right had his own whatever it was and then became like a middle tier guy right before Evolution hit then here's the Evolution Evolution breaks up and now you had Ric Flair having his bits and pieces here and there. And then, you know, we all know when Michael's in Flair, that was the end. Do you feel like this is the same trend Jericho was having, the same way Flair had his run? I kind like, of see it. No, no. I, like, I, if I can see why you see it, um,
1: no, I, I feel like this is uh, – see, I don't think Jericho's going to be – Uh, you know, wrestling till till his 60s or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I just feel that once... I feel like Jericho has about well, Jericho's like 50, 51, probably like two years left of wrestling. And then he's more gonna be like, he's going to be taking that backstage role. Right. Um, You know, and here's the thing. Jericho can still hang... Despite him, uh, you know, looking or looking uh, slower and whatnot, but he could still hang um, right. with uh, with the top guys in AEW. But um, like, I can definitely see why you're saying you're, you know you're doing that, that Ric Flair comparison.
0: No, I don't. It's just I love it, but I hate it because maybe because like we're seeing the people we've grown to love and enjoy as we were kids. And now that we're getting old, you kind of realize, damn, like, this guy's been around for a long. When you realize it, like, your dad, right? Your dad loves wrestling. You realize how old your dad is when you when you talk to your dad and he says how long he's been watching Ric Flair. <laughs> Rick, he was watching Ric Flair as a kid. To now yeah. you saw Ric Flair go about his years. It was like, damn, that's a long time. Yeah. And now we've been watching what? WCW and WWE for how long since we were Mm -hmm. six seven years old we're both gonna be 28 and you look basically just damn Chris Jericho's been around for so long it's just scary even like like wow he's been around since 89 and we started watching him when we were like 96 97 98 it's like Jesus and now he retired you know what I'm saying so it's like wow you gotta look back and with Jericho it's like I think he's one of the first ones now we can realize that while we watched him our entire life, just highs, lows, in-betweens. So I don't know. I just, I can't, I can't get this, I don't call it nostalgia. I kind of get this feeling in the back of my mind, like, damn, like he's on, he's officially on his back nine or he's halfway through the back nine (laughs) of his career. And I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy to see that. Crazy to believe that. Right. So, but also, the big time, the big bucks, baby, SmackDown was
1: Smackdown.
0: A-1. First things first, Paul Heyman had the segment of the night copying John Cena. That, actually, the whole segment all together. Reigns, and Reigns is <laughs> finally talking the way he should be talking, and he was talking some ignorant shit, saying John Cena. <laughs> John Cena's mic work is like missionary position. I was like, yo, that is so disrespectful. It's simple, it's boring, it's, it's always gonna happen. Then Haman comes out after hearing all this back and forth and starts imitating Cena's theme music, which is was on point, hilarious. Um Yeah Where do you see SmackDown go from here if you want to break this down real quick? How do you feel about this this week's episode of SmackDown?
1: I, I loved it. I, I loved it. It was fantastic. Okay. So like all right, so this week the the best wrestling shows. Um, the best wrestling show was SmackDown, uh, with AEW being not too far right behind there at second. Yeah, because um, I, I feel like AEW took probably like a step back, but it was still a, a, a great show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's just like everything that SmackDown is doing. It seems right. If they could put that same effort into Raw, I would have no complaints. Like, I feel bad, legit bad, for all the wrestlers on Raw. I'd be like, yo, like, moving to SmackDown. Right. Um, So, since, um, you know, since we're breaking down SmackDown, we'll, we'll break down the matches real quick. Um, Jimmy Uso defeated Dominic Mysterio via uh, pinfall. Um, we have the debuting Tony Storm. Um, who I've you know gone on record to say that she's going to be a key player in the women's division um defeated Zelina Vega via pimple here's what I don't like um I love the the fact that Tony storm picked up the victory obviously why Disney, okay, Vega? okay why Selena Vega like it's like damn like I don't know Vegas I love Zelina Vega but her like the way they've been what it seems like as a a past, yeah, it, it's been pretty criminal. Uh, we have Edge and Seth Rollins after years, after seven years. Um,
0: Finally get into the ring together.
1: You know? Yeah. Finally get into the ring together. A brawl uh, happens. You know, I'm definitely like looking forward to seeing this. Uh, it, it will most likely be a uh, SummerSlam matchup. Um so I'm definitely excited for that. That that's like a like that's one of those like fantasy like you know fucking matchups.
0: Would you call it a dream match? Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I. I mean, there's a lot of fantasy matches you could have, but yeah, I got you. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. So then we have um, which was really interesting. You know, character change with Baron Corbin. So, Baron Corbin apologized to Kevin Owens for his past behavior. Owens gives Corbin money. Um, and then uh, uh, Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox are in this, uh, you know, in the mini tank. Accidentally fired a rocket into Corbin's groin. And then you, see, and then you see the Dirty Dogs, Root and Ziggler, steal his money. Yeah. So, um, um, it kind of seems like they are going to push Corbin uh, as it. I'm not gonna say as a top face, but they're gonna push Corbin, and rightfully so. Like, um, he hasn't had anything going for him for a while, so right. a change of scenery, you know, uh, is definitely needed for him. Then we have Bianca Belair uh, defeating Carmella to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, Angelo Dawkins defeats uh, Chad Gable. Um, we have Big E telling a promo. You know, addressing his money in the bank, uh, win
0: it was well deserved. Like, he yeah, absolutely, I think he's had the best when it comes to the, the heel pushes. Reigns has been barred on top tier. Big E's had the best face to be B face to a face push out of anybody in Rust, anybody in either brands, either Raw or SmackDown. And, and it
1: could get better, and it could get better
0: organic. And a nice, smooth transition. It's been fantastic. I think they could have done yeah. better with the um, Apollo Creed situation. But looking back now, it kind of makes sense the way it went about it. And now we're at this point. So all all, all bad work's been, been right. overseen, been forgiven. All is done with. Now we're at this point now. This is going to be fun. I, I, I'm excited for Big E. Yeah. Give him his shot. Give him a chance, see if he can be one of the top guys, whether it's against Reigns, yeah. it's against um, Cena, or whoever it may be down the line, and we'll get to that right. as we close the show. Because we have a lot to break down. Oh. This is a big week with your, with your segment with, uh, <laughs> with the rumors. <laughs> so. And then we
1: have uh, Finn Balor defeating uh, Sami Zayn. Um was back on the SmackDown round. He, he's called up again. And, you know, which leads to the, you know, end of uh, SmackDown where, you know, uh, Roman Reigns declines John Cena's challenge only for Finn Balor to come out and offers him a new challenge or, you know, challenges Roman Reigns. And, you know, uh, Reigns casually says challenge accepted. So we are going to see... Uh, Roman Reigns versus Finn Balor down the lawn. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be SummerSlam. I thought that was going to be safe for Cena. But uh, it looks like we're we're, we're going to see, um yeah, Balor versus Reigns.
0: For the first time in I don't know how long it's been, Finn Balor is finally getting his WWE Championship rematch that he so, so definitely deserved. I want to see what Brock because that's what we kind of looked at seeing. But we're getting Reigns. This is going to be a fantastic match. I have a great, great feeling about this. Um, whenever it may happen. You know, we don't know, but whenever it may happen. This is going to be great. Where do you think is going to go? Or do you think it's, it, actually, it actually will be against Reigns and then elsewhere? Um.
1: I don't know. I, see, I don't know. They, they might do like we're we're still what like four weeks away from probably like a month away from from Summerslam. Like they might they might do they might do Finn um Finn and Roman Reigns in like two weeks and then save Cena for Summerslam.
0: I could work. That's fine. I mean,
1: yeah. that's that's a match. It would make sense to do that because if you know or or a triple threat match that would be nice. Yeah. Finn Cena and, and, and Reigns, I that, that would be actually pretty cool. I um, have But I know the you know the, the long-term plan is to have a one-on-one match between Reigns and, and, and Cena.
0: Right. So as we get to the end of this episode, time for your uh as you crack your knuckles, your bread and butter, your favorite segments of the night. Soto's rumors and reports. What do you got for us, I guess Soto? All right,
1: so so I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep this real simple. Um, I'm not gonna go into details. I'm like uh, I'm only gonna mention one rumor. That's it. That's it. One. I got two. Um, for you. What? Okay. And oh, the rumor is the la- the landscape of wrestling might change in AEW forever the landscape of wrestling as they are rumored to sign Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. Mm,
0: mm,
1: mm, mm. Um, mm. You know that's that's whew, that that changes a lot. That, that changes a lot. Um and obviously I'll tell you my pros and cons, the various cons. I'm going to start with the cons because, you know, it's only one. It's just the fact that all right, you signed CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, but again, it's taking the spotlight off of somebody in AEW. You know what I'm saying? Like Right. It, it, it um, that, that's probably the only con, which I, I know a lot of people won't won't even care, which you know. But I know the pros, that, But the pros is oh my god, you know, you first of all, you're you're, you're gonna get even more fans. You're gonna get dream matches. You know what you're getting with Daniel Bryan and you know what you're getting with CM Punk. You know um, CM Punk, uh, I think what last time he wrestled was 2013, 2014. We you know he's probably gonna have a little ring rust, but you know who hasn't? Like look at edge after nine years. And look how great he still wrestles today.
0: And so there's no... because you put Edge in the wrong. Yeah, so yeah
1: just... like, but like, like when fans are like, "Oh, they could have CM Punk," you know, um, he's old anyway. Like Edge is a really perfect example. After nine years, all the training, all the hard work, and he is still one of the top guys today after everything he's been through. So um, that that same thing can happen with with CM Punk. Um, with Daniel Bryan. Well, you already know what you're gonna, you know, with Daniel Bryan, a, a master technical wrestler. Like, um, I guess the the yes chants are gonna be switching over. That's that's kind um, of a good look. That's tough. <laughs> that, that's a big that's a big loss with WWE. Um, and you know what? That's their fault. That's absolutely their fault, because um. AEW has all the momentum in the world right now. Right. And for those who, you know, uh, don't know. So AEW is having a show all out, um, I think, in September. That's when CM Punk is rumored to appear. Or he might appear a week before um, the pay-per-view just to set something up. Right. So that's, that's, oh, and both of them, you know, both of these signings are rumors, hasn't been, you know, confirmed, but um, there's a lot of sources that say it's hundred percent like a done deal. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's one of those things. It's like, all right, I'll see you when I believe it, you know what I'm saying? Um, and Daniel Bryan, um, his rumored appearance and hopefully is when we go, when AEW has the show in New York in the um, Arthur Ashes Stadium. So supposedly um, that's when, you know, that's when it's being reported that that's when um, Daniel Bryan will appear, um, which is actually pretty exciting because that's going to be our first, uh, you know, time attending an AEW show. We might have a little special going on. We might have some
0: video stuff on Twitter, Instagram. That'd be kind of dope.
1: Yo, we'll do some live. Like, yeah,
0: it, it, we that could be our first, we'll you know, live, first, live showings. So I'm, I'm, I'm hyped. Yeah, absolutely. To, see so
1: we yeah, no, no. So, um, listen, if there's other rumors, I, uh, uh, yeah, okay. I, I was just focused on that one so, rumor.
0: I got um, you. It's changed. Right now, right now, I got you. So, well, for one, just to be back off the of CM Punk thing. One, my man is back. I gave me some, I gave me some puncture. I gotta get, you know what I'm saying? I gotta get all my stuff ready because I'm excited for that. But the only thing AW is really missing is one blockbuster talent that you don't have to have every day. We've said <laughs> hell hell will freeze over for WWE when Brock Lesnar signs with a different company. Lord f- Lord help Miss McMahon. If Brock Lesnar, if his music chimes off at AEW and he fights once a month, once, you know, at, you know, twice a month, you know, every period, whatever it is, you don't have to use him the way W just come come once a month, come pop in, be a part-timer, and have these blockbuster matches. I'm not saying CM Punk could be that, but you could use CM Punk in that in that way because CM Punk is bigger than wrestling. CM Punk's following is bigger outside of wrestling than it is inside of wrestling. Brock Lesnar, same thing. He's a UFC guy. First WWE, now UFC, now he's back in WWE or now he's back in wrestling. So his following is bigger than what it is. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of implications. WWE did a great job of having Pat McAfee because Pat McAfee is a football guy, but his personality, his persona fits what WWE wants to do from that point forward. If he gets ready for a match that will be a big that'll be a big bump for WWE. But fuck all that because AW is about to get punk. This is gonna be great. Dan Bryant, you said before, has these possibilities of so many matches they could have. Oh my god. Well, CM Punk, where 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 is he going right away? You would you put him in the title hunt? Would you put him in the, in the middle right. in the, so, the, so no,
1: I don't know if it's a title, but CM Punk, if there's a match I want to see with CM Punk against Kenny Omega, boom, right off the bat. Okay. When it it comes to Daniel Bryan, because
0: you could put him anywhere, he makes everybody look good.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking of a match where... See, here's the thing. Like,
0: I would love to see Dustin Rhodes get him who? Against Daniel Bryan. Are you serious? You could put him. That's what I'm saying. You could put him that low, and he'd make that match look five star. I mean, they both. I mean, they both grade their own outright, but still, you could put him against Hangman hey Page. You could put him against Moxley. You could put him against Orange Cassidy. You could put him against Sting. You could put him against Darby Allen. You could put him All against.
1: Time out. Is CM Punk a heel or not?
0: Oh, uh, I, I don't. It doesn't matter. Paul could. Because I
1: feel like I feel like if he's a heel, if he goes into AEW. I'll have him. I'll have him up against Hangman. Okay. And if Daniel Bryan is a face, which I believe, believe uh, have him uh, go with Omega. That would be my dream match. Okay. Hangman versus Punk. And, but I mean, I would also love to see Punk versus you know Omega down down the road.
0: Right. Yeah. I um, Punk, Punk is gonna be a top tier. Main event time right away. Dale Bryant, you could put him anywhere. Like I said, you could put him against anywhere against the elite. You could put him anywhere. Again, you could put him against Eddie Kingston. Um, you could put him against Cody. I mean, Cody's gonna be with out with Malachi Black. You could put him against you could put Brian yeah, and Malachi Black together so many
1: matchups. Yo, you could you could you could put Daniel Bryant versus Park versus Ray Phoenix versus Pentagon. Um, like. Oh my lord!
0: There's there's so many there's so many options. That's what I'm saying. Like you could have Brian go anywhere you want. You could put him at the bottom, the first match of the night, the the match before the main event, the main event match, the second match after the beginning. Like you, there's so much you can go about, and it's a perfect fit. Um, You saying you can
1: can let me let me let me close out by saying, if WWE thinks that AEW isn't a threat, they are out of their mind. They are out of their mind because here's the thing AEW is not WCW. AEW doesn't have financial problems. No. AEW has more financial resources than WWE. So that's why they keep you know, it doesn't bother them to sign whoever, whoever and whenever they want. Um, and here's the thing, here's the biggest difference between AEW and WWE. WWE only cares about financials and entertainment, right? Right. not the wrestlers, I'm just saying higher-ups. AEW, they legit, it seems like they legit care about wrestling. And here's the thing. I haven't heard where AEW wrestlers want to jump to WWE. Right. But you hear WWE wrestlers currently in WWE waiting for their contract to expire to join AEW. Right. So that's not a good look. The only thing that you could take out of this, uh, out of Daniel Bryan and CM Punk joining AEW, is that they're forcing WWE's hand to better their product. Right. And if they don't get their shit together, especially on Raw, they're in in trouble.
0: Oh. Last rumor I want to give out as we hit hit the very end. Rumor has it Rock will be live at Survivor Series. To begin the feud with Roman Reigns. I have been saying this for the longest, and this may finally go down. And Lord, oh Lord, am I going to have a heart attack and go to heaven and be happy? This will be the rivalry, the passing of the torch that we need to see WWE have to put them back where they got to be. Rock is back. The rivalry that will be, mm-hmm. I don't know, one of the best storylines of the decade. I mean, granted, twenty twenty one, but it will be. It's the route. It's the storyline of the year. Oh
1: my God. I can just imagine though the, the promos they both are going to have on each the
0: storyline that could be if Ooh. you know this. You know, we'll go from twenty twenty to twenty thirty or twenty twenty nine. Go the whole decade. This could be the storyline of the decade. I'm saying this now. This is going to be excellent. This is going to be a five star storyline. No hesitation, and it just it's The we Rock. We
1: gotta hope. We gotta hope it's, it's gonna be a five star match.
0: I think. I think it could be. And, and, and then is, here's the has, thing. Here's the thing.
1: With those with those same reports, it, it it seems like um, we like even if The Rock returns, it's not set in stone that it's gonna be a one on one match. Because here's why. There's also another rumor that. It might actually end up being a tag match, in order to protect The Rock from being injured. And if that okay. happens, it's like, eh. but we, we just have to wait and see.
0: It. Who be the partner?
1: I, that's the thing. I, I don't know. You could have Rock and Cena team up with,
0: uh, with each other. That'd be fun. That that actually good.
1: against yeah against Reigns and somebody,
0: you know. Reigns and the Usos.
1: Yeah, they could do a handicap match, but I, I doubt it. I doubt it. Uh, that's just a rumor. You know, the the you know, The marquee match if you want to have is, is Rock and Rain. So.
0: Right. So, I don't know. I'm excited. I saw that this point. I was like, oh, this is it. This is it. <laughs> it's finally arrived. And that's what we want. That's what I want. I know that's what you want to see. You want to see a blockbuster match. This is going to be fantastic. Um... That being said, that'll do it for us on today's episode, Saturday morning's episode of the Sunset Flip Wrestling Podcast. We want to appreciate you guys week in, week out, checking us out. We, we are grateful for everything. The season is coming to its close. Pretty soon we have a handful of episodes left. And then comes the, uh, the big one, baby. <laughs> Our premiere. So... Catch us on social media at Flip Wrestling on Instagram. Oh, I'm sorry, on Twitter rather. Catch us on Instagram at Sunset underscore Flip underscore Wrestling, and catch us on Facebook at the Sunset Sunset Flip Wrestling podcast page. Anything to say, Soto? No, nah,
1: no. Nah, I was like, you
0: know, makes you get a little done. On
1: Facebook, Facebook, Twitter. You know, I was just
0: counting on my fingers. Right, 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 right. So we are live on. Every streaming platform, Apple, Spotify, Google, we are live on Anchor, down. Radio Public, yeah. Breaker. We're on everything. Yeah, basically. So catch us on there, and until then, Soto, I will talk to you later.